Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell Coast to Coast in the biggest way possible right here on SportsGrid and Sports Grid Radio, great to have you with us on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty. We will get go for the two. Joe Lisi with us uh, momentarily here on C2C. A lot to do as always. Plenty of football to talk about. Those two games last night. It was a dog Monday night in the NFL. Dolphins, 14-point lead with three minutes to go. Couldn't seal the deal. We'll talk about that. Week 14 in the books. We look ahead to week 15. A lot there. Uh, Of course, we have lots of NBA tonight as well. Joe's here today, so of course we're going to touch on some of the college bowl games that are going to start on Saturday as well. We kick things off uh, with the birthday roll call. An extensive list today. Let's see. If it's a good list, uh, Von Bell, 29, Louis Castillo, 31, Irvin Santana, remember him, 41, Ronnie Brown, 42, the Wildcat, Garrett Atkins, 44, Orlando Hudson, the O-Dog, 46, Tito Wooten, 52, Orlando Brown, 53, Courtney Hawkins, 54, Chris Walsh, 55, John Randall, uh, what else we got here? Uh, Randall, 56, Hayward Jeffries, 59. Ray Brown, 61. How about that? Uh, there you go. The birthday roll call. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Like we said, we will start with last night and significant results on Monday Night Football for the, well, not really a double header because they're both at the same time. The double dip, two games at once. Uh, I actually like it. Just as a sidebar here, I like the whole two games on Monday Night Football. Now, you got lucky last night. They, th- those games started slow. But both games had good finishes and were down to the end. I like that maybe potentially you might have a bad game. You can flip over to a good game like you do on a Sunday afternoon. So I think going forward, they should absolutely do this on more on the regular. They've done it a bunch of times this year. Give me two games on a Monday night. Uh, take away the solo option. Let's have some fun. I think it's great for things like uh, prop betting, fantasy, et cetera, too. So let's make that happen. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates for El Coast to Coast. Here on a Tuesday, Carver High and Scotty Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Byline, and the mightier, 1090 ESPN Radio in sunny Southern California. Great to have everybody with us. So the Dolphins did something that had not been done. I think it was like 736 games, blowing a 14-point lead with three minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Very significant in this aspect. And great job by Vrabel. You know, the charts and graphs people have said for years now, the going for two down eight, uh, gives you an opportunity to win it. Well, it worked out for the Titans, 28-27, they get it done. Significant for the Dolphins in that they stay at nine wins, Baltimore now by themselves at the top of the AFC, and the door ever so creaks open, potentially, for the Buffalo Bills now in the AFC East, uh, who play the Dolphins in week 18. If they can pick up one game in the next three weeks on Miami, uh, that week 18 game could be four 
all the marbles in that division. Uh, and that's what happens when you lose 14 point favorites and you lose at home. Uh, you put yourself in a position like that. We'll hear from Mike McDaniel. We'll hear from Tua in the other game. The Packers had a chance to put themselves in great position in the NFC, but nope, they didn't do that either. They're now six and seven after losing to the giants at MetLife and Tommy Cutlets. Tommy DeVito, are we serious with this guy? Three wins in a row for the G-Men, 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 Big Blue. And look, I know that a lot of their guys in the locker room were doing the, well, you know, we're still in this at five and eight. They're really not uh, still in it at five. They're technically one game out. So it's hard to tell them that they're not. But look, it's a great story. I don't know how long it can last. But Tommy DeVito uh, really making things happen for the G-Men uh, last night at MetLife, and they win uh, that game 24-22. to Packers now 6-7, and seven, major logjam there, just like in the AFC, the NFC, a major logjam as well. We'll hear from uh, Tommy Cutlets himself and uh, Matt LaFleur, too, who was very unhappy with the performance of his team, as he should be with how they played. Also in our number one, Gabe Morenci, every day here on C2C, he'll be with us. Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. We'll talk to Mike as well in the first hour today. Hour number two, we'll start to get into uh, week 15 in the NFL. We'll wrap up week 14 with a few things. We've got the best and the worst against the spread, what we do every week, the AFC and the NFC odds, updated MVP odds, which has now become like it's a two-man race now, right? I mean, it's Dak or it's uh, Brock Montana. Gonna be one of those two guys. I would be careful for Lamar Jackson lurking now, uh, especially. And the Ravens have tough games down the stretch. If they win them all, and they got the best record, and they're the one seed. They play the Niners too. Remember that with a Lamar ticket. He's gonna play Purdy heads up here down the stretch. And if he beats them. That's going to flip uh, a little bit, that's for sure. So uh, that's the one ticket that I would stash. We'll look at all the odds a little bit later on. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, me and Joe always call it going to the podium, right? When you were wrong about something and then you got to go and, uh, you know, talk about your mistakes the next day. Well, that was what Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes had to do. I mean, they didn't do it like completely for how uh, ridiculous and stupid they acted after that loss on Sunday, but... Uh, it's about as good as you're going to get from those two guys. We'll hear from them. Brandon Staley and the Chargers get ready for Thursday night in Vegas. That'll be a fun one. Chargers and the Raiders. Uh, Staley th- still thinks it can be turned around in L.A. I got bad news for Brandon. He ain't going to be around uh, to watch the turning around uh, at SoFi in Los Angeles for the Chargers. He ain't going to be there. Uh, Davis Maddock with the lion's share, as always, in hour number two. We'll get his picks for tonight. Uh, Mike Tomlin, Steelers and the Colts coming up on Saturday. Dan Campbell isn't worried about the Lions. Well, that makes just him. I think everybody should be worried about the Lions right now. They've been playing awful for the last three or four weeks. John Harbaugh loves how Lamar's playing. We just told you. Could win the MVP. Uh, Sean McDermott, proud of his team in uh, Kansas City on Sunday. Doesn't get any easier for Buffalo. They have the Dallas Cowboys in the below this Sunday, the 425 p.m. Eastern featured game. Should be a lot of fun, uh, that's for sure. We'll have this day in sports history as well. Hour number three, we'll get into the NBA. A few things from last night, some big nights around the league. Zion had 36 for the Pelicans as they got themselves a win over the T-Wolves, who've been playing some really good basketball. Julius Randle's been on fire for the Knicks. He had a monster night as they beat the Raptors at the Garden, 136-130. to 130. The Sixers destroyed it. The Wizards, uh, Kings beat the Nets late night. And the most important thing about the King-Net game last night was P-O-I-N-T-S, points, 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 over the number. 
there for that. We'll have tonight's games, only five in the NBA, but some good ones. Lakers are in Dallas, their first game since winning the in-season tournament in Vegas. Denver is in Chicago. Bulls covered last night against the Bucks. Joe's here today. We'll find out if he's riding the Bulls to cover two nights in a row with the Nuggets in town. Both teams on a back-to-back. Golden State is at Phoenix. No Durant for the Suns tonight. He is going to be out uh, there. So, And we're going to do some bowl games with Joe today. Saturday, the first set of bowl games. That's right. Uh, some real, Including Joe's darling, Texas Tech and Joey McGuire. Uh, late night in that Independence Bowl. So we'll get some thoughts there. Riley Leonard's going to go to Notre Dame. That's the smartest move he's ever made, and he went to Duke. Uh, we've got college hoops tonight as well and some hockey games. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High and Jolisi in for Scotty. We will come back, and we will get this thing rolling. Coast to Coast on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty. We're going to bring Joe in in a moment. But first, we have to let you know that BetMGM, I mean, come on. It is college bowl season, and they want to make sure that you get involved. They have their college football bowl pick em challenge. That is right. They're giving their online sportsbook customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to $25,000 if they predict the most college football bowl games against the spread Correctly out of all the eligible users. You got to log into your BetMGM Sportsbook account on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Go to the promotions tab on your account to access the Bowl Pick'em Challenge. Complete and submit the College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge entry. One entry per customer is permitted. Customers do not need to make all their selections at once. You can wait until kickoff day of the game. Extremely important because then you find things out like Sam Hartman isn't going to play for Notre Dame at the Sun Bowl in the Rolling Hills of El Paso. Uh, Customers will have the opportunity to win up to 25,000 if they predict the most bowl games against the spread correctly out of all the eligible users. There you go. Bet MGM's college football bowl pick them challenge. All right. Every Tuesday and Wednesday here on coast to coast, you get the extended version of the highly popular sports grid radio show, Carver and Lisi, which airs weeknights at 8 p.m. East, and that is, of course, with myself and the Encyclopedia of College Football, also known as Go for the Two, Joe Lisi. Hi, Joe. How you doing? Hi, Carver. Bright lights, big city. I'm almost as big as Tommy Cutlet showboating in New York now. Highly popular. Could be the number one show in terms of the radio. From what I'm hearing, I don't know. It's It's possible. <laughs> Your boy, and I'm like, I'm a little surprised here that you haven't uh, gravitated or attached on to Tommy Cutlets a little bit sooner. I I think you're just starting to come around with it. I think maybe you thought a little flash in the pan. uh, This isn't going to work out. He ain't going to be here for a while. But now he's won three games in a row, Joe, and it sounds like 
Uh, you're ready to go get the shirts. Uh, you're ready. Maybe you're going to go uh, meet up with the agent uh, who they showed 6,000 times yes! on the broadcast yes! last night. Uh, these are like, this is a Jersey guys. I mean, this is a Joe Lisi special right here with Tommy Cutlets. Well, the reason why I haven't come around sooner, okay, Carver, is that he went to my high school, Don Bosco Prep. No Whoa. Tommy DeVito well. He went, yeah, he's a, he's a Bosco boy, so I know him very well. And you know the long lineage of Bosco talent, right? I mean, Ryan Grant, Mark Malusa. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, Lisi's there and obviously DeVito, but he played at Syracuse. Cost me some money, and then he transferred to Illinois. So, that's why DeVito hasn't been, I want to say, on my you know good side lately. But he did win me some money last night in terms of the over. That, that final drive, he was rolling seven, 71 yards on the ground. So, let me just say this. Danny Dimes who? Because... Because Tommy DeVito owns this team now. Tommy Cutlets, baby. Uh, we will get to that game, Joe. I, I, I have to start with the other game first just because I thought it was more significant of what happened in that game. And that, of course, was the Dolphins blowing a 14-point lead with three minutes left to go in this game. You know, it was a close game, Joe, to nip and tuck back and forth the entire way. Tennessee handed them. 14 points about midway through the fourth quarter, and it looked like, well, here we go. Dolphins are going to cover this number, or maybe you get a push if you got it too late. But then things changed. A big drive by Will Levis, which ended in a DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. Three and out. Get the ball back. Right down the field, Joe. Capped off. And let's not forget this nugget. Vrabel going for two on the first touchdown, which actually got them to six instead of seven, which allowed this to put them ahead with the extra point. Derrick Henry on ESPN. Henry cuts it back, dives and scores, and Tennessee has tied it up with the PAT coming. Incredible rally. Uh, incredible rally for sure, Joe. Uh, really unbelievable when you think about it. And I had the numbers here for you. I believe it was two, uh, 700, Joe, 700 and 57 the last 757 times a team had a 14 point lead with three minutes to go this was all since 2016 um no they no they did not win this was the first time in 767 uh, games that it happened joe that's crazy where was Stat Boy yesterday dialing up all the four verts, right? And once Tyreek Hill went down, he got totally conservative. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say this. Even though Tennessee deserved to win that ballgame because Miami didn't make plays in the fourth quarter, one thing is evident to me, and I don't care that he threw a touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins, there is no way Will Levis should have been taken in the first round, and he's not a franchise quarterback. That interception in the first quarter was absolutely atrocious. He's a train wreck. They're not going anymore and Miami should have lost that ball game yesterday uh, I'll say this Joe before and we're going to get into the Miami side of things we'll, we'll give Levis uh, it, there's things on, you can work Carver. with Joe I, I don't think you can uh, completely say he sucks he's no good does he still make mistakes yes we can find a lot of guys when they were rookies who still made mistakes and they got better as they continued to play more I think that that's the situation that the Titans are in right now. You can't sit here after the handful of games that he's played and say, well, this guy sucks. He ain't going to be good. I, I think he's shown you enough where that's not the case at all. I think that there's improvement. I think that there's some polishing. I, I think that maybe he can uh, be a player for them. 
Oh, so now you're buying into Mayo Boy. Is that what I'm you're in. doing now? I mean, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Also Come on, he's a human how, turnover how, how machine. How him you are. How against him you are. So now I am going to I'm against him. him. <laughs> I'm against him because he sucks. Let's be honest. I mean, he, he, he's unbelievable. The fact that he was thought in the same realm as C.J. Stroud is absolutely ridiculous. When we look at Bryce Young yeah, and C.J. Stroud taking one and two and how Levis was pumped up pre-draft and after the, after the pro day Wait was absolutely ridiculous. Come on. So because because he was pumped up like that, that means he can't be a good quarterback in the league. Uh, he can't. He, so he so he slipped in the draft. There was a lot of smoke. He was going to go in the top five. That means he's he's washed. He's just finished. He's out. He's Josh Rosen. Get rid of him. He's not going to play. Yeah, I think there you go. Chuck. Chuck. They're not nah, going anywhere chopped, with Will Levis. Some ball games. He's played okay. Uh, He's been all right. Uh, all Let's right. go to the uh, the Dolphin side of things. We have a couple here. We probably only have time to get McDaniel in right now. But uh, this is a real bad loss for Miami on several fronts, Joe. McDaniel says uh, everybody had a hand in this one. It was a legitimate team loss. I think everybody had their hand in it. Um, I don't think it was intentional. I don't think people... Uh, went through the motions during the week. I th it was a really, really good week of practice, I thought. Um, but, you know, you had uh, you had a lot of yards given up in a short amount of time. You had um, a, a shorter field position, um, and you had an offense that went three and out. You know, that's the only, literally the only way that that could happen. Um, and so, yeah, we, we all get to share the, share the blame. I don't think anybody's ever tried intentionally lose, Joe. I don't think that I don't know what he's talking <laughs> about there at the beginning. About? Uh, I'll have two for you later because we've obviously got Gabe coming up. We got DeCourcy coming up. But I'll say this. Look, they, now Baltimore's a game ahead of them for the first overall seed. And they have opened the door for the Bills now in the AFC East with four games to go where maybe that last game of the year could be for the division if the Bills could pick up one more game. Unbelievable. If Josh Allen catches them, that would be a huge disappointment in Miami for McDaniel. I certainly uh, would. Uh, we got more to do for El Coast to Coast here on Tuesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty. We'll come back. Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here today. Every day, we bring in Gabe Renzi, Sports Rage, late night, 10 p.m. East, right here on the grid. Go through his night's plays, talk about some other things as well. We have a lot of hockey to do, Gabe, and I'm going to get into that. But before we do, I just want to get your thoughts on last night because it was a dog night in the NFL. Both dogs winning outright, and they were significant you know, in terms of playoff positioning in both conferences. And for us, Gabe, with the Bills, the Dolphins have now just ever so slightly wedged that door open for maybe the Bills to win the AFC East. 
If you're the Buffalo Bills, there's a light at the end of this tunnel right now. We all know that the Bills have been in the darkness for the most part of this season. They're starting to see light. It's not it's it's not clear daylight, but they're starting to see some light as they they continue the climb through the tunnel. Shocking loss last night, Carver. Not not shocked that the, that that the Dolphins didn't cover the number, but that they didn't win the football game and even late, bro. I was like, oh, they're going to come back and kick a field goal for sure. Like, there wasn't a doubt in my mind. I tried to bet it live. Even though I was already on Miami on the money line, I tried to bet Miami live. It wouldn't let me, thank God. I never imagined they were going to get stuffed on that last drive. I figured they'd kick the field goal. They'd survive. They'd win the football game. It goes to show the NFL not for long, Carver, is real, man. As soon as you think something, not for long, right? As soon as you anoint a team, not for long. And, you know, I was thinking, man, Miami, these guys are setting up to get home field advantage. You know, them in Baltimore, they win this game. Everything's falling into place for the Dolphins. They get the carpet pulled out from underneath them. Big game for the Buffalo Bills uh, coming up this week, obviously, against the Dallas Cowboys. And like you said, Carver, the Dolphin thing, everything always goes against us. You know this is a Bills fan. Everything, like when the Bills had a bye week, Von Miller punched a pregnant woman. Like we lose, like, when we don't play. Like even, it's one of those, well, what happened today, right? But with all that being stated, I think that stuff, Carver, of people going after McDermott brought them together. They're all like, you know what? Screw these people. They want him out. They want to see us fail. Dude, you can just see this team. They weren't on the same page a month ago. Everyone was sort of, whoa, whoa, hey, it's what are you doing over there? Come on, man, right? Now you'll notice, Carver, it's like, we're in this together. Like, they really are in this together. We're going to live. We're going to die together on this, guys. They're fired up. And this is the way everything's playing out, Carver. Pittsburgh and Indy play this week. One of them is going to lose. Denver goes to Detroit this week. Good spot for the Lions, right? If you look around the grand scheme of things, things are sort of falling into place for Buffalo, uh, Carver, as long as they keep winning football games. If they win their games, Gabe, I'm pretty confident in this. If they win their Dude, games, and now Herbert's out. Now Herbert's out. They got the Chargers in two weeks, guys. Right. Win this game. Play, play your next Easton game is stick. in LA against the you Chargers, know. bro. You're gonna play Easton Stick on a Saturday night at the Sofi. hockey stick. They have the Patriots again, and they're not. I just can't imagine that they lose twice to that team. I mean, they already blew one game against the Patriots this year on the road. I can't imagine they lose to the Patriots at home in Buffalo. This is the week, Gabe. If they beat the Cowboys at home on Sunday, it is all because Dolphins are going to lose another game between now and Week 18. It might not be this week against the Jets, but whether it's the Cowboys or the Ravens, while the Bills are playing the Chargers and the Patriots those two weeks, they lose one of those games. Week 18 is for it all down in Miami for the division for a home game in the first round for a lot of things and they win this week they're going to be there for that game Gabe they are week 18 is going to yeah, this, this is the week this really is the game because they lose this game the carpet gets pulled out underneath once again right yeah. um you're right this this is it guys we don't want to get ahead of ourselves but as we just laid out you beat the Dallas Cowboys and even this you get the Cowboys yeah the Cowboys are great you're getting them in the best available spot coming off a big win on Sunday night against a yep. team that they hate now you're playing, they're playing a non-divisional team. It's not quite the same. The Cowboys know we're not really getting home field advantage. They know deep down right. inside that. So Buffalo gets past this, guys. Like we said, the Chargers, I was there last year. The Bills beat the Rams in L.A. They could beat the Chargers. Bill fan will take that place over. Charger fan are already yep. tapped out. Uh, Herbert's going to be gone. 
Like they said, then you get the freaking Patriots in a revenge spot. You end the season with the Miami Dolphins, right? Like yep. the Bills control their own destiny suddenly from here on out. But they've got to beat Dallas on Sunday, and I think they can. I think they will, Carver. Perfect spot yep. for the Bills. You said it all. They are going to be that. They are the more desperate team on Sunday for a win. They they need it a lot more than the Cowboys needed uh, coming into this game. Uh, let's talk about some hockey tonight, Gabe, because that is what is the biggest slate. We have a few NBA games. You can let me know what you like there at the end. But hockey's got a big night. There's ten games on the ice, including Connor Bedard facing Connor McDavid for the first time in the NHL. Yeah, Connor versus Connor. Uh, it seems like Connor's the most popular name in sport right now. <laughs> so we got Connor versus Connor here. Interesting, you know what I mean? You have two two phenoms. It should be noted, Bedard's idol was Sidney Crosby. He does yeah. respect the hell out of McDavid, but this isn't his his moment. Oh my God, I'm playing against Connor McDavid. He had that when he played against Crosby, and incidentally, that was the first game, right? He played against Crosby in his first game. I'll tell you what, though, Carver. The Edmonton Oilers, and I don't think it's because they changed their coach, right? I, just, I think they started off slow. You and I talked about it. Wasn't Woodcroft's fault, man? Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid had like one goal through the first thirteen on uh, a thirteen-game run early in the year. Like the goalie sucked. That's not Woodcroft. So they changed the coach, and all oh, the GM maybe looks smart now to change a coach through on an eight-seven-game win streak or whatnot. Yeah, they were going to turn it around. Look at the schedule that they played. With all that being stated, the Oilers right now, guys, if you're not paying attention, are kind of like the Oilers again. The, the Oilers are playing now like everyone thought before the year. They look like cup contenders. They're lighting the lamp up. Um, uh, Evan Bouchard has been killing it, right? This guy's got points in 11 straight games, uh, Carver. His point prop tonight, minus 190 over 0.5. Mm. Um, Connor McDavid is one and a half uh, points. Tonight, that's his player prop. He's got points in nine straight games. And Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, over under, Connor Bedard to get one point tonight, over under 0.5 points is minus 140. He's got points, Carver. Connor Bedard's got points in nine straight road games. He's got a nine game road point streak going coming into tonight. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets one. It's McDavid versus uh, Bedard. Put it this way. One of them are scoring tonight. <laughs> yeah. Probably both of them are. It's almost like the Hughes brothers. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, McDavid's going to get his. I'm going to play Bedard to score a goal. I'm going to get it on the props. Another fun game tonight, Carver. The Vancouver Canucks been one of the best teams in the NHL so far this year. They lost on the road earlier in the year. It was like the first week of the season. They lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, you know, revenge spots only go so far in the NHL, but they do. It, they, the teams remember this stuff. They only play each other twice a year. They lost earlier in the year. They've lost seven straight times to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Wow. Like seven straight times, Carver. There's guys mm. in the room that have never beaten Tampa before. They know that. <laughs> like that'll come up. Hey, I've never beaten Tampa. I mean, either. You know what I mean? They're going to be aware of this. Talk, it's a hard ass. They're going to, you know, the tape from earlier in the year. Look for the Vancouver Canucks to get it done tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, got a couple other good ones, too. The Leafs, back-to-back uh, -back for them. They were at the horse track where Tavares got his thousandth point against the Islanders, but the Islanders uh, actually ended up winning it in overtime. They blew another third-period lead, but won the game in overtime. Now the Leafs are at the Garden tonight game against the Rangers. And, and listen, it's not often you get the Leafs 
at like plus 145 uh, like you're going to get them tonight. I know it's a back-to-back, but that's a price you don't normally see for Toronto. Last night on Sports Rage, I discussed this game immediately after the Islander game, and your Islanders started to turn around a little bit. Big win for them. Second Big in the comeback Metro. against the Kings the other night. They're starting to come back now instead of blow leads, yeah. right? So horrible spot for the Leafs. And let's be real. You're in New York. Tavares gets his thousand point. There's no way in hell there wasn't a little mini celebration after the game. Right. Right? With other guys on the team, plus you're in New York. Last night, Carver, the line was minus 150, bro. This is one of these instances where actually, who are they playing in net tonight, Toronto? Right? They're out of goalies. They're not going back-to-back again with Samsonov here tonight. Samsonov, so... You know, they're, 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 it's going to be uh, Martin Jones between the pipes tonight, Carver. That's any mm. look at the number now. Minus 185, bro. Wow. I think that kind of the range. You know what a play I like here, too? The Carolina Hurricanes have been in hell in Canada. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Like, that West Coast trip, guys, of Canada messes teams up. Moving forward, keep your <laughs> eye on that. The cities are not close to each other, guys. Like, no. you play in Montreal, you play in Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. It's a 17-minute flight, right? Montreal, Toronto, Boston, New York. It's all that little eastern seaboard. It's like tic-tac-toe. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun playing in Winnipeg, going to the airport after, and it's cold. You, you land in Calgary, Carver, at 3 in the morning. It's all uh, dark. And these Canadian 10. cities, Mike, they're not close beside each other. <laughs> People oh. that go Edmonton and Calgary are rivals. It's not close. Montreal and Toronto is a five-hour drive away from each other. Yeah. Canada's spread <laughs> out. The Canes are worn out, bro. They've got 0-4. Yes. They've lost in Edmonton. They've lost in Calgary. They've lost in Winnipeg. They lost in Vancouver. They're back on the East Coast. They're still in Canada. They beat the Senators tonight, Carver. Take the Canes uh, to beat the Sens. Only five games in the NBA game. A lot of teams on back-to-backs, except, you know, the Lakers, who are playing in Dallas against the Mavs. The Suns have the Warriors uh, tonight. No Durant for them. Anything in the NBA quickly? Yeah, man, it's like freaking whack-a-mole, eh? The Phoenix Suns. Hey, Bradley Beal's back, but Durant is out. It's like like (laughs) whack-a-mole with these guys. Uh, The Clippers tonight. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of a situational spot play. Feels like it's a Clipper spot tonight certainly does. Gabe, uh, there you go. Sports Rage Late Night, 10 p.m. East, right here on the grid. Let's cast it like Gabe. We'll see you tomorrow. Let's go. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast here on a Tuesday. Carver High in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here today. Every Tuesday. It's always good to welcome in our man Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. A lot to do with him today. Hi, Mike. How are you, buddy? I am doing great, Michael. How are you? Great. Uh, We've got a lot of different topics that we're going to jump into today. I want to start with first a couple things that everybody's been talking about. I know you've tweeted about it, and then we'll get into some other things too. Otani, $700 million over 10 years, and $680 million of it deferred. 
Go ahead, Mike, your thoughts. What do you think about a deal like that uh, in professional sports today? Well, I, first of all, it's not about the money. Uh, it, no. For me, it's about competitive balance, and baseball has just completely uh, surrendered that. I, there are a lot of people will point to the number of different champions. And I say that's just like a different group of rich people winning the club, country club golf championship. It's it, it, the, the sport of baseball is no longer for every major league team. There are tiers. You can get a Kansas City miracle once every 20 years, but it's going to take a miracle. Uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, uh, others, they, they're not, they, they're, they need not apply. Uh, th th this is how bad baseball's competitive balance is. They point to Houston and say, that's a small market team. Yeah, Houston's the fifth largest city in America. So <laughs> spare me. It, it really is amazing, right? And you're so right about the competitive balance aspect of it because now the Dodgers can still go and give $300 million to Yamamoto and go and get somebody else. And, go, and it just, when is enough enough? And I know they're the only ones who still haven't, bent the knee to the salary cap, the luxury tax. It's nonsense. We all know that. It's nonsense. Because when you're a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees, you can pay it. It's, it's not going to make a difference uh, how much you go over the luxury tax. But even, even for me, like, aside just the money aspect of it, like, when you jump from Trout got 475, we saw Judge get 385 last year. We saw, you know, anything between 350 and 5 was kind of, the range that baseball had been in. We saw Mahomes in, get close to 500 uh, in the NFL. Messi, 555, I think, uh, is right around where he is. Mike, that's a quantum leap when you talk about all those numbers, which are kind of around the same place, and then suddenly you jump to seven. So my question, when do we get to a billion? I think, I think it was Joe or Scott asked me, when do we get to a billion dollars? Who's getting that deal? Uh, when's that coming I, around I the think, corner? I think, that, I think, first of all, it'll probably happen in a sport like baseball or soccer because Saudi Arabia can pay whatever they wish, and, and they certainly are at this point. Uh, that, but I, I think, it, I th I think it, in a sport like baseball, they're showing no concern at all for the nature of their sport. That's, that's why, one of the reasons why the NFL is the most popular sport in America is, and, and it's partly the sport people are invested in, but it, a lot of it is that everybody knows that they have a chance. And yeah, their team's probably going to screw it up, uh, but they have a chance. And that's not true in baseball. I lived in Pittsburgh for half my life. I lived in Cincinnati for about a third of it. And it's two, two cities that really, when I was a kid, were doing great in baseball. The, in the 70s, Pirates won two World Series. The Reds won two World Series. I attended Game 5 of the 1979 World Series uh, between the Orioles, another team that has no chance, and the Pirates. And what I, I wrote uh, five years ago, I guess it was four and a half years ago, that I attended the last, game, the last World Series game ever played in Pittsburgh. And I don't mean the most recent. I mean the last. It's so true. Uh, and it's it's funny you that'll segue me right to this because with the NFL, you said it, everybody has a chance. I mean, Mike, you look at the NFL right now, it feels like 85% of the league is either 6-7 six and seven or 7-6 seven and six with four games left to go. And that's what ownerships and leagues dream of. They want every single team to have the ability with four weeks left in their season to say, 
we could still make the playoffs or we still got a shot. And one of those teams obviously bunched in with that seven and six crowd in the AFC is the Steelers who really missed a huge opportunity last week, Mike. You're talking about a two-win Arizona team and a two-win Patriot team both coming into the place the Steelers play, and they lose both of those games, and now you're just kind of muddled in the mix with everybody else. Uh, that's not a good scene for the Steelers. No, it was it was a terrible week, and they had the misfortune of losing their starting quarterback to injury. Uh, I, I think when the year began, a lot of Pittsburgh fans believed that with the quarterbacks they had all had starting experience in the NFL that they were at least, and, and Kenny Pickett being a second year player that they, they believed to be on the ascent. I think they felt pretty secure that that would be a, a solid quarterback situation. Instead, it's turned out to be a major disappointment. Kenny Pickett has not advanced and Trubisky has been uh, much too high risk too turnover prone, hasn't been consistent enough in the game and a half or two games I guess there's two halves and a full game that he's played. Uh, so it's been very disappointing. I don't think you make a judgment on a franchise's future based on the fact their backup quarterback's not good enough. I think there are bigger concerns there. But by the end of the year, they're going to have to make some major decisions about whether or not they want to move forward with Kenny Pickett as their quarterback. And they also need massive improvement in their offensive coaching staff. That's, that's, that's an open secret. Uh, the real question is, who makes the call? Is it the general manager, Omar Khan? Is it uh, uh, Art Rooney II? Uh, does Mike Tomlin get any say in it after the guy that is, was presumed to be his pick, Matt Canada, turned out to be a, a total disaster? No doubt. And you're right. Decisions are going to be made. I mean, Tommy DeVito's got more passing touchdowns than Kenny in three weeks. Uh, on the job with the Giants, I saw Flacco's like one or two behind him, and he's only played two weeks uh, with the Cleveland Browns and it's going to be, they're going to be in that spot of the draft, Mike, where there's going to be quarterbacks available. This is a quarterback heavy draft that we are going to have. And they might not get Caleb Williams or Drake may, but names like Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix uh, could be around when they're picking guys who look on the surface, a lot more dynamic offensively than Pickett is. I think what you have to look at is the, not draft position, but talent. Uh, if the Steelers right. had drafted, uh, if they if they had if they had drafted uh, Kenny Pickett in the second round, I don't think people would have felt the same situation. If they had drafted well, Le Will Levis with the twentieth pick in in his draft, I don't know that that's where the Steelers were. But if they had drafted him, people people would now be really excited. Will has terrific talent. He's tough. He's strong. He seems to be really dynamic. Uh, when he when he dove through two tackles last night to try to get more yardage, it wasn't even a first down line. He just wanted more yards. That was a pretty marked contrast to Mitch Trubisky basically giving himself up a yard or a yard and a half short of the line to gain in goal in, in what was basically uh, a, a red zone opportunity against New England. It's a huge difference. And I understand that, that there's a business decision made there. You want to continue to play. But I, I like the fact that Levis was, re Levis was re willing to put himself on the line, even though it w didn't even mean a first down. It just meant a yard or two more. Yep, uh, no doubt. A lot of toughness in him. That's what I like about him as well, Mike. Uh, he's a tough player, and he's you can tell that he's he can get better. There's room to grow, and I think those are the things that you want to see 
out of a rookie quarterback when you start to play him. Uh, bowl games start this Saturday. I'm going to ask it to you this way. How do you save these bowl games? Because in the last three years, obviously, Portal NIL uh, world that we live in now, the bowl games have gotten more and more useless in terms of, I mean, Sam Hartman's not playing for Notre Dame in the Sun Bowl. Every single quarterback in the world is in the transfer portal and not going to play. Like, Mike, why would anybody want to watch these games well, but see, that's when the none, of the, none of the players it, are playing? No, I understand that, but it doesn't matter. The, the bowl games are yeah. what they are. They are programming. And, and people yeah. still turn out in decent numbers, surprisingly decent numbers, for bowl games between – uh, teams of players that have barely, and in many cases, have barely played. Uh, it, it's a chance for teams to try out a backup quarterback because their guy's in the transfer portal or he's already going pro and and not playing in this game. And that's what it is. It's programming. And for the, the networks, it h- continues to work in that respect. You can say that we, we, we should allow the ball games to pay the players to, tr- to participate, it's an NIL opportunity. I don't think they'd want to do it anyway, Mike. I don't think they want to invest right. any more money in these games than they already are. I think they, they, they like what they get out of, uh, out of the networks that put them on. Uh, and I think they're content to get whoever is willing to play. It's, it, the, the bowl games are definitely the name on the front of the jersey and not the name on the back. No doubt. Uh, and look, they can thank uh, they can thank legalized gambling because that's why people are watching. Uh, like they're they're watching because they're betting on the games. I don't think anybody's watching just to tune in and see, uh, you know, South Alabama and Appalachian State or whoever uh, play on Saturday. They're watching because you know they got some action on it. Uh, college hoops this week. It's finals week, so the games this week, Mike, aren't that great until. This weekend, some heavy hitters, man. We got Gonzaga and UConn on Friday night, Arizona and Purdue coming up on Saturday. Some really good games this weekend. I think that Arizona-Purdue game is fascinating because Arizona's off to a really impressive start. But if you look at it, the teams they've beaten, Duke, Michigan State, not really playing up to their potential. So this is Arizona's chance to play somebody that is. Purdue has left very little uh, op- on the floor, they've got they've they've performed an extremely high level against an extremely difficult schedule. So for Arizona to come into Indianapolis, uh, it, it will be hostile territory. It's not the same as going into Mackey, but it will it will be largely a Purdue crowd on Saturday afternoon, and I think it'll be a terrific test for the Wildcats who are trying to show that they're a number one team. And here's the thing, Mike: if they win this game. I mean, there's, the Pac-12 is not stacking up to be really strong. SC has not mm. played at the level that was predicted of them. UCLA is still trying to get it together. I think they'll be better by the end of the year than they are now. But Arizona's looking really strong in the Pac-12 in, in the final season of the Pac-12. So this is one of their last huge tests. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, North Carolina, Kentucky as well. And Alabama's gotten off to like a slow start, Mike, but they play Creighton on Saturday in a very interesting game uh, to maybe get themselves jump-started before SEC play. Yeah, but they better be ready to guard, Mike, because Creighton has an offense. They have the best offense in college basketball. It's not the most versatile, but, man, when it's on, it's over. They're they're, 
attack is incredible. They have so many shooters. They lost two starters off a team that was one foul call away from making the Final Four, and their offense probably got 25% better. Defense got a little bit worse, maybe maybe a fair amount worse, but the offense got significantly better. They're hard to stop. Uh, have you been enjoying the Champions League today and tomorrow? Lots of games, Mike. We love when the yeah, Champions lots League... Yeah, lots of games. interesting games. Some that uh, don't matter so much, but we saw... Ricardo Pepe and Malik Tillman combined on a goal for uh, PSV Eindhoven. Uh, not a huge yep. game for them. They're already in, but it was nice to see how well that play was executed. Mike, tremendous job as always. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you next Tuesday here on Coast to Coast. Mike DeCourcy, the Sporting News. We're back on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um. And we're back for El Coast to Coast here on a Tuesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody here with us. Uh, Joe, uh, we'll get back to the NFL at the top of the hour. I got the, we'll finish with the Tua stuff and then get into the Giants and the Packers and all the games this week. I was just talking to DeCourcy about several topics. Uh, I asked him at one point about the bowl games because he's been around college sports for a very long time. What do you? How can we fix this problem with the bowl games? Since NIL in the portal, nobody plays. Nobody goes. And he, his answer was actually very simple, Joe. He says nothing's going to change. They don't need to change. They don't care because guess what? People still watch, Joe. Believe it or not, like people watch either way. The ratings are the same, whether the stars play or the quarterbacks you know or whatever. People are watching because people are betting on it. It's always been a sport or a, or games that have only been watched by gamblers, and it'll stay that way. And what's wrong with that? Let's have 50 bowls. I said it before. As long as they're playing football, I don't care. I don't care if Sam Hartman doesn't want to play in the Sun Bowl and he's gutless. It doesn't matter to me. I'm still tuning in to CBS in the rolling hills of Texas, El Paso. I'm going to be tuned in more now that Hartman isn't in that ballgame. And I'll just say this in regards to the star players being out. It does help the gambling perspective because maybe we could get cheap value in terms of some of these totals because the books have no idea how these players are going to respond in game situations. So over, over, over. Points, points, points. Sometimes it works in the reverse, though, Joe, and sometimes the guys that come in and that you don't know about are really awful. You're so you negative. Games. So negative. Stop being negative, Carver. Don't ruin my I'm parade. Sorry. Somebody's got to bring you down every once in a while. It's always, you know, full throttle. Go, go, go. You know, sometimes you got to be brought back down to earth. Uh, we'll come back. Hour number two for El Coast to Coast here. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We have uh, a lot to do. Plenty of NFL in hour number two and Davis Maddock with the lion's share. So we will come back and get to all of that. Finish up the Monday night results right after this on the grid. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 